joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Gerald Borgay. We left Espo and Saul out in the sun uh, <laughs> because they were just at the golf course and it was too much work to get them in here. So we just left them. Make them sound like plants. <laughs> we took them outside and we left them in the sun. They're just getting some nice vitamin D. That is where they are. That is where they are. Did you have fun? At the a, golf yeah, tournament today? I had a great time. It was really cool. It was nice out there. Lots of people showed up. Yeah, it was got cool. To, got to get this golf fit off. So Right? Like, yeah. this is my golfing attire. It does not compare whatsoever to Gerald's attire. I wish you guys could see the <laughs> pants. They match the shirt. Can it's you pretty stand fun. up first, Gerald? I'll, sta- I'll stand up real quick. Just do it, Gerald. Just do it I know you didn't want to, but you should do it anyway. Gerald, Look at Gerald, you guys. Really complete the look. Yes, you went all out with your look today. I was yeah, impressed. Uh, the only reason why I went out there is because I got to drive a golf cart. And I that's mean, like the best part about golf is getting to drive a golf cart. That's debatable. But yes, the golf cart is a top three part of golfing for sure. I mean, I just wish they went a little bit faster. But I can understand little, why they don't. It's because of people like you. But it would be fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, it was a blast. I believe our friends over at Breeder Express, their foursome, won the entire tournament. They so did. shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to know how Saul and Espo's teams did, though. I don't know. I know Saul has a pretty good looking golf swing. I know Espo's, they were giving him some crap about it. But Sounds about as long right. as you just hit the ball straight and it goes far, that's all that matters. So, How's your golf game? It's okay. It's just a little okay. clunky. If I shoot in double digits, it's been a good day. But uh, I just don't play that often. Um, I feel like I, I could be good if I played more, but it's expensive. I feel like I, if I wanted to be good at golf, I could be, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I have what it takes to take it seriously enough. I, I feel like 18 holes for you would be a long, at long the day. By the time we went past 10, I would be trying to like hit yeah. things on the golf course. And by things, <laughs> I mean like, probably other people. Like polo in the golf course. <laughs> I would just be like, I see a guy over there. Let me see if I can get him. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. It would be so fun, though, if you were on my team. Anyway. If you weren't being aimed at with a golf club or a golf ball. Yeah. Damn. All right. Let's get into some Suns basketball. We got breaking news yesterday that the Suns and Mercury are teaming up with the city of Phoenix and a bunch of other local entities to put in a bid to get NBA and WNBA All-Star Games here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. This doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Matt Ishbia has come in. He's talked about wanting to make Phoenix an even bigger basketball destination than it already is, and this just seems like the next step. Yeah, definitely. And you look at the events that Phoenix has hosted recently, the Super Bowl, every year they do the Waste Management, Mm -hmm. um, Final Four. Like Then they've got a couple of Final Fours coming up here as well. So it's definitely got the infrastructure to do that. Um, And it would be exciting because if you look at the upcoming all-star schedule, I think next year is in Indiana for the NBA. Gross. This year is in Las Vegas for the WNBA. I mean, that's solid. That's a solid choice. But like they need to stop having it in these cold ass cities. That's what I'm saying. Like it's all-star weekend. It's so much fun. There's so much going on. But then you're going to plop it in the middle of a freezing cold city like the one in Chicago back in 2020 was oh. unbearably miserable. Yeah. Because it was impossible because obviously you're in a big city, right? So 
just getting around is tough in and of itself. But it's mm. like, I don't even want to walk, even though I'm only going a mile down the street, because by the time I get there, I'm going to be freezing my butt, butt off. Yeah. I'm probably going to be red in the face because of all the wind and everything. It was awful. Absolutely awful. It, it needs to be in warm weather cities every time. It does. And like, sorry, <laughs> Chicago. Like sorry, New York. Sorry, Indy. Whoever else. Not that. sorry, Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, not <laughs> but like, that was the thing is like, we were probably going to go to All Star if the Suns had an All Star this year. They didn't. But then the fact that it was also Salt Lake City, we we're like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll wait till next year. So the hopefully, SLUT though um, shenanigans oh, that came out on the yes. merch was fantastic. I yes. will give you to that. Th those are those are all timers. I don't think they meant for that, but, but it was I'm great. glad that it happened. It worked. Um, out well. But yeah, no, it would be great to have it here to be the host <clears throat> city to draw more attention to the Suns, to Devin Booker, to Kevin Durant, because you know they would probably be in that game as well. Um, so hopefully, uh, we don't we don't know yet what years they're bidding on specifically, but. Um, I would imagine it's probably 2025, 2026. Yeah, how many years out do they have planned? Usually we know it's two, just, right? Usually we know two, but I think it's just one for each one right now okay. that I'm aware of. So it could be as early as um, 2025, right? Five? It's yeah, because the next one coming oh, up oh, is Oh, I'm still under the impression we're talking about 2020, so I was way off. Yeah, I forgot so it was 2023 for a minute. Yeah, those there, years are getting away from us here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so 2024 is the next one. So maybe 2025. That would be really cool. I also think Phoenix is cool because while it is very spread out, mm. um, I think that could be a beneficial thing, right? Cause like Jay brings up, imagine all-star festivities at Westgate too. Mm. But I'm being serious when I say that, like you can have some stuff going on in the West Valley. You could do some stuff in the East Valley. You could mm -hmm. do some stuff. Central Phoenix, of course, is like the hub. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Scottsdale is going to be popping, too. Right. But like when when the Super Bowl was here, there were events going on all over the city. And it makes it easier for locals and people coming in, tourists, to pick which one they want to go to mm -hmm. and not have to be like all congregated in one part of the town where it's just a mess at that point. Yeah, it that would be. Like we're spread out enough to make are. it fun. The Valley is massive. So that would be cool if you could have different events in different areas so that everybody could go and get a taste of All-Star Weekend if they wanted to. Um, and like you said, Ishbia is, it has been very aggressive. Um, and he said in a statement, we're excited to partner with the city of Phoenix to engage the NBA and WNBA to bring both all-star games to the Valley. Phoenix is one of the great basketball cities in the world and the perfect place to bring together the players and fans to celebrate the sport. The Phoenix Suns and Mercury want to continue finding new and important ways to partner with the city to bring real impact to our community. And when we had talked about the things that Matt Ishpia needs to do when he takes over the Suns, one of the biggest ones was ingratiating himself in the community. Mm -hmm. And it seems like obviously, you know, just bringing an all-star game here is, you know, that's what any owner would try to do. But this partnering with the city to make it happen with the mayor's office, it, it seems like he is already trying to build that relationship with the city and build a stronger sense of community in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the one thing that I thought was interesting that I want to, I'm going to kind of like derail us here a little sure. bit. Mm -hmm. um, but you had a quote in your article. Also, if you want to read more in depth about this, Gerald has a fun little breaking news article at gophnx.com. Mm -hmm. But Phoenix Mayor, Mayor Kate Gallego said um, in her statement, her quote, right, from world-class facilities like Footprint Center to our sustainable, innovative transportation options. And she specifically mentioned the light rail 
and the Waymo driverless taxis. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think if you've been in Phoenix for a while, specifically like the downtown central, I don't know if they're in the, the West and East Valleys or not, mm -hmm. but there are a ton of them in downtown and central Phoenix. Yeah. Have you taken one yet? I have not. I have been hesitant to take one, but I have friends who take them all the time and seem to enjoy the driverless aspect of it. So have you taken one? I have. Okay. How was that? <laughs> it was weird. Was it? Yes, it was. It was fine. Like uh -huh. we got to our destination, like they dropped us off right in front of it, picked us up. No problem. Mm -hmm. um, didn't feel like my life was in danger. Okay. Uh, granted, it was like, I, th I think a Wednesday evening and it wasn't like a huge big event. So there wasn't a ton of traffic. Sure. There was a little bit of foot traffic, but they didn't hit anybody. And that was a positive thing. It's always good. Um, but it was really like going to the event was bizarre because I was like, I can't believe this is actually like a thing. Mm -hmm. But then coming back from the event, I was more comfortable. I was like, okay, this is pretty legit. Like, I'm yeah. not mad at it. Okay. Like you don't have that awkward and this is no shade to Ubers and Lyfts or whatever because they're great as well. Yeah. But you know, sometimes like especially I can imagine using a Waymo after like flying home from like a long oh airplane God. and then you get into your Please. your ride chair and they just want to ask you all the things. And I'm just like, bro, I am exhausted. Yeah. Like you are such a kind, sweet person and I wish you the best. But can we just have a no conversation drive? No, you, when you get back from I'm a pooped. flight from traveling, like you don't have the bandwidth for that. I wish they had a Waymo section at the airport. Do they? I don't think they'd probably go, not yet. Just because of all the congestion in there, that would not, probably be. I would. I would also bet like the airport because when rideshare took <clears> over <throat> in the airport, there was a whole like beef between whose turf was what. Yeah. As far as like the <laughs> car service industry goes, so I'm sure <laughs> there would be another kerfuffle gotta, if Waymo tried to get in on that. Got a street turf war between yeah. Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Marco says Uber conversations are awesome. Not going to lie. I have had some fantastic conversations in mm -hmm. Ubers and Lyfts before, mm. but I'm just saying like in a certain, at certain times, it, it just you, would be nice if you could click the button. And that was like, I would prefer minimal conversation today. Right. From the airport, especially yeah. that's when I don't feel like yeah, talking. It's mostly from the <laughs> it's airport just, because it's like everybody knows going and dealing with the airport in and of itself right. is like a whole thing. If anything, I'm kind of going to fall asleep on you. Like yeah, <laughs> that's the only to. conversation yeah. I want to be having. Um, but I think you should take one. Okay. I think you should take one and then report back and tell me what you think about it. Okay. I'll give it a try. Uh, okay. We did get a super chat from Leo. Thank you, Leo, for your super chat. You're being sassy, Leo. They said, do you think the Suns will release DeAndre after the Cardinals release their own DeAndre? Ooh, that's tough. And then the covering his mouth emoji. I don't want to hear it, Leo. <laughs> I'm going to speak up. Emma's, I don't want to fucking hear it. Emma's day was ruined at this golf tournament by this oh, breaking news man. and emergency Cardinals podcast that Dude. she had to go and produce. So listen, it's a, it's a sensitive topic right now. If you were trying to find a silver lining... To the DeAndre shenanigans that went down this morning. Damn. It is that uh -huh. when I arrived to the golf tournament, we were out of golf carts. But because Bo had to go do an emergency podcast, I got Bo's golf cart. So it was a win for me. That is literally just for you, that the silver <laughs> no, lining. You benefited too. I picked your ass up. Yeah, that's true. You're welcome. Literally for just us. Sorry to all the cards fans <laughs> in the chat. That we're waiting for a real silver lining and got nothing. <laughs> God bless. 
I was uh, just trying to find a silver lining. We didn't there. even get a damn ham sandwich, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even get a ham sandwich, Emma? No. Bless your heart. That's brutal. I know. Well, did you get a pins and aces polo from the golf tournament? Because those were very pretty. We had custom pins and aces polos mm -hmm. available at the golf tournament. If you missed out on the golf tournament, you missed out on that polo. But you can still get your hands on other pins and aces apparel. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. And they have great shirts, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, and so much more. And we've got a discount code for you guys. So check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code PHNX and receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That is pinsandaces.com. And also, if you're just looking for something fun to do this Memorial Day weekend, yes. because we have the three-day weekend, you should go check out Octane Raceway. And Mavericks, we've been there for a team meeting, um, and we just had a blast with, you know, the go-karts and the video games, arcade, the mm -hmm. bowling. Like, there's so much to do there. Food is pretty solid, too. And on Memorial Day, uh, they got free bowling for veterans and active duty personnel who show their military ID from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if that applies to you, go get a well-deserved discount while yeah. you're having fun. Um, so book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks, cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Also, this weekend, you can check out the Four Peaks Brewery down in Tempe. It's a great place to spend an afternoon with your friends. You got great food, even better beer. And uh, it's just a really good environment. I like that it's got a patio outside because at night still, I feel like you can hang out outside mm -hmm. in Phoenix, but then you can also be inside where it's a little bit cooler in there. Uh, make sure you guys check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery and check out their Instagram specifically. If you click that link in the bio, you can enter to be the lucky winner who gets four seats to an upcoming D-backs game in their four peaks, four seats giveaway. So make sure you don't miss out on that. As a reminder, you do have to be 21 or older to drink four peaks beer. And we ask that you drink responsibly. All right, Gerald. So you are off the beginning half of this week. And one of the things that you did mention on social media was mm -hmm. around the whole Nuggets Lakers series mm -hmm. in the Western Conference Finals. And you have the opinion that the Nuggets sweeping the Lakers makes you feel a little bit better about the Nuggets beating the Suns in the second round. Mm -hmm. Care to explain? And Chad, yeah. I want to know if you guys, what your opinions are on this too. Does it make you feel better or not? Yeah, I am curious what people thought about this because I got very split reactions on this. I feel like mm -hmm. half of people were like, yeah, it definitely makes me feel better because our series was basically the Western Conference Finals. It just came a series earlier. We took two games off the Nuggets, which the Timberwolves only took one. The Lakers didn't get a single W in. Um, and then the other half were like, no, all that matters is winning a championship and we were still, we, you know, we got blown out in game six. We got blown out in a couple of these games. So, no, it doesn't make me feel any better. I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I do think it makes me feel better about where the Suns are currently at because I think if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt in game two, the series looks a little different. I'm not saying that they win. Um, I'm not trying to pull But it could have a, been a little bit more right, competitive right. on I, the I, back end. I think they were in a good position to win game two. Maybe they don't pull it off, but they were up eight or nine 
when Chris Paul was kind of starting to figure things out, the offense mm -hmm. was starting to click a little bit. And then he goes out and they wind up losing that game by 10 because they just can't score the rest of the way and their defense didn't lock in. But if you win that game too, and it's a tie series 1-1, suddenly you're going back home with a chance to go up 3-1. We know they won the next two games. Maybe Denver plays with a bit more desperation and steals one as well. But overall, the series just looks different with a healthy Chris Paul. Obviously, we can't count on that. But I do think looking at how competitive the Suns were compared to the other two teams that the Nuggets just breezed through easily... I think that does make you feel better entering this offseason, um, not necessarily to where you change your strategy. I still think you need to probably trade DeAndre Ayton. I think you need to explore trades for Chris Paul. But this idea that the Suns are so far away and they've only got two guys, I'm not entirely sure I'm on board with that idea. So I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a lot of people talking about how, you know, when when they were in the thick of it against the Lakers and everyone was like, doesn't it make you feel a little bit better that the Suns were able to get two against this team? Mm -hmm. And the Lakers are over here like struggling left and right with them. It's getting waxed. Yeah. So <laughs> it makes me feel better in that sense, but it really like a, a very small amount. Like we're talking like five to seven percent better. So really not enough to make a dent. Yeah, I just I I wanted I wanted immediate revenge and revenge yeah. via the hands of the Lakers. So I guess oh, you could say no. Um, I I just wanted to uh, I wanted them to come join us in our misery like right away. You know what I mean? I mean, it'd still be objectively funny if they lost in the finals to whoever comes out of the East. I'll give I mean, you that's that. fair. But like, I'll, I can never as a Suns person never. I wasn't rooting for the Lakers. Right, I, I was rooting for the them. fall of the Nuggets. Yeah, but two I, totally different the, things. the fall of the Lakers is always funny. Like that'll never stop being funny. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I don't have anything against LeBron or even AD, but just the Lakers like as a whole them yeah. going down is one of my favorite. It's my favorite thing in all of sports, probably <laughs> other than U of A losing like those are one A and one B. And y'all thought I was petty. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I <laughs> but it's also just like the team that beat you going further makes you feel a little bit better because like I said before the series I thought whoever wins between Suns Nuggets would win the West and I think what we saw in the Western Conference Finals obviously matchups would be different if it had been Suns Lakers but I felt pretty confident in that and I felt like what we saw in the Conference Finals pretty much proved that our series was basically the Conference Finals just a round earlier yeah um, I know that won't bring a lot of relief for some fans because for this group until Kevin Durant is done, it's going to be title or bust. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, with as good as Book is, every season that he's here and healthy, it's title or bust from here on out. Um, but I do think it makes you feel a little bit better that they only had eight games together in the regular season, were immediately thrust into the thick of it in the playoffs. They beat a Clippers team that was shorthanded, and then they took the team that's going to be representing the West in the finals to six games and we're close before they lost Chris Paul. Like, I do think you're closer than you realize. And I also think, like, I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't have fired Monty or that that decision looks terrible in retrospect, but it does look a little bit worse with what happened in the next round. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but I don't, I don't think the reasoning behind letting Monty go had that much to do with 
I think it played a role, mm -hmm. but I think the fact that it was back to back years yes, and it was the meltdown, not the right. full series. It was the last game of the series, specifically both years. Mm -hmm. I think that had way more weight in the decision to let Monty go than just losing in the second round. Oh, it definitely did. And, and the fact that like, apparently the reports were that Ishbia was never fully on board with Monty or never saw fully eye to eye with him as the head coach. So, you know, a new owner coming in, putting in his new his own head coach is not anything out of the ordinary in this league. Um, but like we've been saying, now you need to hire what comes next, because if you fired Monty under the premise that, OK, we underachieved, we only made it to the second round, we got blown out at the end of the second round. OK, that's fair. But now you look at what the Nuggets did to their next opponent, mm -hmm. like they're doing this to everybody so far. And if they do it in the finals, I think it looks a little bit even worse at that point. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. But again, I don't think that was it either. Like, no, I no, that's that's the reason. That's the public facing reason. The underlying reasons are what's being reported that like. Ishbia never saw eye to eye with yeah. Monty. He wanted to and put I in think his with, own guy. And I think with Monty, too, it goes deeper than just within those two series last year and this year. I think it's mm. beyond the way that it, it ended. It's also the lack of adjustments or too little, too late type of adjustments where it was like maybe had you tried some things earlier on or worked on integrating new players into your rotation a little bit more, things yeah. could have ended differently. And there's a whole bunch of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, like nobody knows for certain that that would have changed the outcome of anything. Mm. But I think when you're in that front office and especially a guy like Matt Ishbia coming in now, and again, rightfully so, wanting to put his people in place, wanting to know and have his own personnel around him. Mm -hmm. um, when you add those two things together, it makes a pretty fairly easy case to make that decision, I think. No, it's like it, from a business standpoint, from a personal standpoint, who knows? It's not shocking. Like I said before the start of the playoffs, no matter what happens in the playoffs, unless they lose in the first round, I would give I would have given Monty another year to figure it out um, because there were so many new arrivals, not the least of which was Kevin Durant, an all timer trying to incorporate him on the fly. I think maybe if Durant doesn't twist his ankle in warmups, during the regular season, maybe we're having a completely different conversation right now. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, that is what happened. And the inability to make that work on the fly, um, like you're saying, on top of the way that they went out the last two years, it was pretty the writing was on the wall at that point. So yeah. it, it makes sense. I would have given him more time. But um, like I said, now, if you are going to make that move and fire one of the best coaches in the NBA, you've got to nail what comes next. Um, and, and nail the offseason, too, because none of this meant they could hire Tyrone Lou, and it won't matter if they don't nail putting the right pieces around them as well. Right. And all that we're like, I mean, while we're on the coaching subject, we've talked about this a ton this week already, so we won't go into specifics on who or why or why not <laughs> yeah. for this particular show. But um, everything that I have heard from Arizona Sports today is that the NBA and Saul and I were talking about it earlier today, too. Um, around the potential date of an announcement for the Suns' newest head coach. Obviously, we're getting reports from Woj and Shams and mm -hmm. everybody who does any sort of breaking type of reporting like that is that they're in the midst of these interviews right now. Some happened yesterday. Some were reportedly happening today. I'm sure they'll continue throughout the weekend. But the NBA strongly encourages and frowns upon teams who release head coaching news during the finals. So 
the guess would be that we would get news on the Suns' newest head coach before Thursday of next week. Because yeah. if you wait until the end of the finals, now we're pushing it out a little bit too far. I don't know that they could actually – there might be some backdoor things with the NBA where you can make it official without announcing it so that coaches can start getting involved with the front office and the draft coming up and things of that nature. But I'm sure they would try and do it before just so everything is done and over with so they can fully implement that coach into whatever it is that they want him to be a part of. Yeah. Or her, I guess, technically. Yeah, I would assume so. I, It's weird that that's a thing because I feel like the NBA – is it nonstop throughout the year. Mm -hmm. It could be a random day in August and you'll get some random bombshell that comes out. Um, so I, I don't really understand why it has to be. I, I could understand if like, you know, game one of the NBA finals tips off at 5 p.m. and at 4.59, the Suns decided to be like, hey, we hired a new coach. That would be one thing. But like if it's an off day in the middle of the series, I, I don't, who cares? I, I don't understand why I that's mean, a thing. I mean, I understand it because... It's probably more from like a national media perspective, because if you have a new head coach with one of your franchises, mm -hmm. you're going to have to discuss it. Yeah. And so therefore it takes away, even if it's five minutes within a 30 minute show, 30 minute show is realistically only like 23 some odd minutes, maybe mm -hmm. 24 minutes, depending on what your commercial breaks look like. So it still takes almost a full segment away from the two teams that are in the finals. It takes away from what is the pinnacle of NBA basketball. Mm -hmm. And I could understand why the NBA wants all the focus to be on those two teams for the time, for however long the finals last. You know yeah. what I mean? So I understand while it's not a set in stone rule, why they would discourage you from doing that. Yeah, it makes sense. And I then you got a whole, you got a whole ass off season. Oh, yeah, we have a long off season. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we started off the show with people asking if we're doing trades today. Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Tuesdays we can only, only. I can, can only handle it once a week, you guys. <laughs> We've got a lot of off season ahead, so we'll, we'll be covering plenty of trades. Don't you worry. Yeah. But uh, Maybe a couple times we'll throw in a few later in the week. Definitely not on Mondays. I refuse Mondays. Yeah, I that's mean, just me. It depends. Like, if we get a rumor <laughs> that, like, hey, the Suns are shopping, oh, so, yeah, we'll so. talk like, about of course, it, we're sure. going to have trades for you. But yeah. other than that, we've got to space them out. Otherwise, we're going to yeah. run out of ammo, like, by the beginning of June. Right. Of or June. we're going to start doing what Peyton said. We mm. traded Espo for sunglasses. <laughs> we're going to get into the end of August and we're going to be traded. Well, I mean, there's a limit, right? But some sometime yeah. within the offseason, we're going to be talking about trading Gerald for. Circle K gummy bears Damn. or trading Saul for some illegal Pete's. I Damn. don't know. Those are some even trades. I mean, <laughs> I feel bad, Gerald, but the gummy bears Loki, are great. right now. I would trade you for some circle K gummy bears. If you guys have not had circle K gummy bears, you are missing out. I never had the sour one specifically. <laughs> You guys are trying to. Oh, that Damn one was it. so close. <laughs> that was so close. Emma's tossing gummy bears at Gerald right now. You have to try them. They're fantastic. The gummy bears, the sour worms, um, anything from Circle K. You know I'm I'm a big fan of Circle K. So if you guys are heading on a road trip this holiday, you yeah, got one. There we go. If you're heading on a road trip this holiday weekend, make sure you stock up at Circle K, whether it's snacks or gas, Polar Pops, you name it, they've got it. <laughs> make sure you're not missing out on all the great things that Circle K has to offer. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310, to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find <laughs> Circle K's near you. 
<laughs> that was solid. I'm impressed that you guys got that. Got me right in my spleen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of great food, <laughs> you should go to Illegal Pete's because it's patio season, and patio season means patio beers. Um, Illegal Pete's has a fantastic margarita. It, it is does. the strongest in Arizona, or That's so I've been told. Say. I haven't had it, but um, I've heard amazing things about it. And their happy hour, three to six p.m. daily. So. That's even on the day. weekends, you guys. Even on the weekends. That's winning. Even on the weekday, if you just had a long day and you need the strongest margarita in Arizona, go to Legal Pete's. They have amazing queso, amazing burrito options. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. And it's really nice out on that patio. We, mm -hmm. had, a, we had a work event there a couple of weeks back. Had a ton of people there. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So make sure you go check out Illegal Pete's. Stop in either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. Five pints for $15. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Also, it's Friday today, but that means tomorrow is Saturday. And that means you're going to get a free bonus bet. Thanks to BetMGM. All you have to do is log into your account and boom, there you go. You automatically receive a bonus bet on the house. They do expire after 72 hours, so make sure you use it sooner rather than later. But don't miss out on your bonus bet. Make sure you log in to your BetMGM app tomorrow. Again, that is Saturday. And if you haven't signed up for a BetMGM, you should probably do that like today so you get your bonus bet tomorrow. But make sure you sign up with that bonus code PHNX because there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimers. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Okay, Gerald, let's talk about some shenanigans that have been happening on Sun's Twitter. Sure. Yesterday, mm -hmm. the name Jay Crowder was ah. tossed around quite a bit. Okay. People weighing in on whether he should or should not come back to the Suns. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this just stemmed from like a random conversation. I don't know if it was reported anywhere specifically. Mm -hmm. Um like, I couldn't find where it came right. from. So I don't know who started it, but it took off on on uh, Sun's Twitter, everyone weighing in on it. Sure. So I want to know what your take is. Would you be up for Jay Crowder coming back to the Suns? Hmm. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this because I feel like it depends on what his market looks like. Because I, I feel like a team like the Sixers or some other team that maybe needs an enforcer or another wing defender of his caliber would maybe throw a little bit more money than the Suns will be willing to at this point. Um, I don't know that he's a starting caliber player anymore. Ironically enough, if he had just stayed in Phoenix, he would have been starting when Cam Johnson got injured, and then he would have been starting possibly if he had remained after the Kevin Durant trade, um, and they could have used a guy like him. We've talked about how they need toughness, how they need physicality, how they need more defense. Um, I just I don't know if that reunion is in the cards. I know that his situation with Milwaukee 
quickly deteriorated and he was barely playing there. Um, he basically said by the end of the season, I don't know what my purpose is here. Um, so it's highly unlikely he'll be back there. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what his market looks like because he was basically willing to sit out half an entire season. And when he did finally return to play, he had a couple of good games with the Bucks, two of which were against the Suns. And Shocker. other than that, it it wasn't really overwhelmingly good. I don't know that he built up a market for himself. So he's kind of riding on his reputation and what he's done to this point mm-hmm. um, in that way. So maybe a team like the Suns, depending on who they hire as their head coach, would be interested. Um, but it, I really think they need to look elsewhere. Um, and they also like have to factor in their cap situation is pretty rough right now with D.A. and Chris Paul both on the books. If they trade them both and things open up, then maybe you have a little more money to offer a guy like that. But I, I just don't know that you want to be paying him $10, $12 million a year as your fifth starter. Um, but he also might be a better fifth starting option than what the Suns currently had. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's a tough one to parse through. So this is a weird one because obviously – Emotions are going to be involved in this particular situation. I don't think that you could fully separate the emotions and the issues that happened last season from whatever future you could potentially have with the team. Mm -hmm. Because we still don't have full clarity on what exactly went down that made Jay sit out in the first place. Now, you could make the argument that maybe it was a Monty thing. And now that Monty's gone, Jay might be happy to come back. Mm -hmm. I know that the players all talked about how there's no hard feelings. Like we know that you got to do what's best for you, Mm -hmm. but I still wonder if there would be a small amount of insecurity around that relationship. Right. If you made the decision to sit out, which could not have, it couldn't have been an easy decision to make. I wouldn't think Mm -hmm. because that's a, pretty big it's a deal. Ma- massive decision. like that's a pretty big deal mm-hmm. to make the decision to then come back after just one person has left mm-hmm. who's who's in like a position of power within the organization obviously some players are gone too but mm-hmm. i don't know that seems weird and then would james jones even feel comfortable with that as well even if james jones had nothing to do mm-hmm. with the situation which you could also make the argument that James Jones was a part of the reason why he sat out, if you want to talk about it being the lack of getting an extension or things of that nature. I just don't know that it's worth the gamble at this point. It, yeah. You it know depends. what? Even though he could be valuable for this team, hmm. I don't think I would take the gamble of bringing him back. It depends entirely on things that we would never know, know about, about and have at least to not speculate publicly. On. Anyway. Yeah. Like if, because you know Book, Chris, um, all the guys on the team, they publicly supported Jay, mm-hmm. you know, do, making his decision for himself, for his family, what's best for him. Um, and it most of the reporting that came out on this situation indicated that it was a Monty and Jay thing, um, which if that's the case, obviously you have less to worry about on that front. I know that James Jones, at the very least, was annoyed by the situation maybe not jay or his line of thinking but by the situation of having a player who could help them who was sitting out who he had to try and trade and get value from despite the fact that he had zero leverage because everybody knew Knew. about the situation he was literally missing games for it like you're not going to tell me even if it was a monty jay thing that that didn't bother him a little bit and put his make his life more stressful 
Um, but I do think it's funny because a year later, you know, last year we were saying they need to start Cam Johnson. And we were right on that. Like mm -hmm. Cam, it was his time to be the starter. It was Jay's time as the older veteran to take a backseat and come off the bench, a role he didn't really want to take. But when you look at this team now with, you know, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, the types of players you need to put around them are guys that are tough defenders. And Jay is that, even though he's definitely lost a step on that side of the floor. So I don't know. It For me, it all depends on A, if everybody would be cool with having him back and Jay would want to come back. And B, what kind of price tag you can get him for because you're strapped for cap space this summer and you can't go spending, you, you can't go giving him another, you know, three-year, $30 million mm -hmm. Jay Crowder, PJ Tucker special that they've gotten over the last few years. That's too much to a guy that that's, that's that old. But <laughs> if you can get him for less than that, like, I wouldn't be opposed to it. What What's that number to you? Like, obviously, we don't have all the numbers because a lot of things need to happen. Right. And we don't know what all will happen. But what is a number that you would be comfortable with bringing yeah. Jay back at? It's a tough one because we're going to need to see what kind of mid-level exception they have to work with based on what they're what they're spending and whether they cross that second tax apron and it gets taken away entirely. Um, I would probably say in the five to seven range million. And how per long year. would you give him? Would you <sighs> go three years? No, I wouldn't go three. He'll he'll probably want three, but I would probably do like two max. And a team option, maybe then if you yeah, wanted to you make gotta, it look prettier anyway. Yeah, you gotta insulate yourself. And and to be fair, the Suns have done a good job of insulating themselves against money that would otherwise and people still call them bad contracts, but you know, the the team options for Landry Shamit, that's helpful. Um, the fact that only half of Chris Paul's salary is guaranteed this year, none of it's guaranteed next year. Little things like that, they've done a good job of making sure that they're protecting themselves against money that could potentially look bad in a couple of years. So you would imagine if that's the case, they would probably try to do something similar with Jay or they wouldn't be interested. Yeah, I mean, again, this one is just such a tough one, especially because it was so public, too. Yes, you know? it was. Like, as much as Jay could be beneficial and valuable for this franchise, like, I don't know that you can really walk that back. Like, I even wonder what the fan reaction would be like, yeah. you know, because in our chat, a good majority of people are saying, like, no, I don't want Jay back whatsoever. Other people are pointing out, like, well, yeah, he could be valuable, but. Still, I, I, I just wonder what that would feel like from like you fully have to walk everything back. And he went pretty hard. He did. But I, I do think the night that he came back, the things that were said from the sun side, from his side and the reception that he got, um, it was a very short tribute video, obviously. But mm -hmm. um, there it was more applause than booze. There were booze, obviously. Um, because you're never going to get the yeah. fan base to agree on one thing when a player leaves in that, in that fashion, <laughs> for sure. It's to be expected. But Jay said he wasn't uh, he wasn't sure what to expect uh, from the reception. He was pleased because he did have some good years here. And it felt like by that point, now that it was finally done, everybody had washed their hands of the situation, and he was on a new team, um, that they had not maybe forgiven him, but at least moved past it. Mm -hmm. To the point where we can appreciate, you know, salsa dancing Jay or the FJ Crowder T-shirts and and 
all the good memories that stemmed from his time here. I think so. that's the worst part about this whole Jay situation. Was right. Like we had some really fantastic moments that it would have been great to just like mm-hmm. have forever, but they've been a little bit stained, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And, and some way that it ended. Right. And there's a lot of relationships that are kind of, it, you look back on the last few years and there are a lot of happy memories mm-hmm. that are now, you know, like Mikhail, Cam, Jay, Monty is now gone. There's a lot of people that were instrumental in getting the sons to where they are and responsible for a lot of those great memories that are now gone. And those relationships are now, even as fans navigating them is tough. Someone in the chat had asked if I felt like Monty. um, It was Charles. Charles said, do you believe Monty was that polarizing as a coach, creating a divide in the locker room from your coverage? Right. I, I don't think... Monty was polarizing. I think that there were some guys on the team that were his guys, and there's some guys on the team that weren't. And I don't think that's just a Monty thing. I think that's very much a book CP3 and KD thing because these are three of the hardest working athletes in the history of the sport, not just in the history of the franchise. And I think guys that jive with that, that come in and have that same mentality, that same approach, they love guys that produce. And then if there are guys that don't quite reach that high bar, um, I think there's a divide in that way. And and I think with Jay, that was a Monty and Jay thing. But I I do think there are some instances of guys on the team that you look at them and you're like, okay, they're kind of on the, they're not at the cool kids table Mm -hmm. where the hard workers and the hoopers, as they call it, sit. Like, so it's... It, it's tough to say. I don't, I don't think Monty was divisive in any way, but I do think there was not favoritism, but he definitely skewed towards defensive minded guys and guys that worked their asses off and not everybody on the Suns is a hard worker, but there are levels to this. And mm-hmm. I think some guys were not included in what that elite group was at. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Loki, you could call it a little bit petty. If you want, I wouldn't to. call it petty. Um, <laughs> I you're like, call no, it not really. No, I, I don't <clears throat> think it's pettiness. I just think well, it's. Well, I think it's like it's just interesting though to me because it it almost feels like it went so far as to be potentially like at least a small amount detrimental to your team. Like, <clears throat> I understand that you know everyone because it like you said it's natural. Like there are always going to be people that you jive with more than others. Yeah, and it's going to be the same thing within basketball and sports as well. But I think like the question of the biggest question that you or moment you could point to was the Terrence Ross and TJ Warren in the second round this mm-hmm. se- this particular season. You could look at that and be like, well, maybe you could make on the argument on one hand, they didn't have enough time. Monty doesn't know them fully, doesn't trust them. But on the other hand, it's like, well, kind of getting our butts whooped right now mm-hmm. maybe you should at least try and no. also maybe try to help them along in the process a little bit quicker because we got two days to turn this around real quick so i think yeah. that's where i'm saying it, it feels like at times it was detrimental to the team to ride with those people than to yes. find a way to navigate whatever not issue but just disconnect within that relationship could have been I- and this is assuming not saying anything for certain, mm-hmm. but you know, 
figure out a way to make that work a little bit better. Right. I, I just don't think it's pettiness. I think it was a stubbornness to switch from defense okay, to offense. Stubbornness might be a better word. And that, I, I'll go with that. I think he stuck. He likes to stick to his guns. I don't think he trusted guys that didn't know the defense because he he talked about it a lot in terms of a lot of these guys that have been here for weeks don't know our full offensive sets, let alone our defensive principles. And I, I'm not saying that I agree. I think he should have switched to offensive bench gunners like Warren, like Ross sooner, because it was pretty clear, like in game two, that they needed more offense off the bench. They didn't have a ton. Um, but I, I'm explaining the reasoning, and I think it stems to that fact that they didn't know enough about what they were running to feel comfortable. But at the same time, in the playoffs, you're not running as much stuff. You mm -hmm. just need to get a bucket and stop your guy from getting a bucket. And it was detrimental that he didn't make some of those switches sooner. Um, but I don't think that was, in that case, I don't think it was a case of these are my guys and these are not my guys. I really just think it was, I don't, they don't know our stuff yet because we just added them a few weeks ago. Um, and again, I, I wish we could have seen this team with a full training camp and maybe things might have looked different, but they could have looked very similar at the same time. So I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, e either way, we don't really have to worry about it moving forward because <sighs> the organization made the decision that they made and now we are moving right on along past it, at least yeah. not with the same names. Not with the same names. Not no. with the same it's names. It's going to be interesting to see what names are here and what names are not. Yeah. But it, if you ask the chat, apparently, like, I, we're, there's all kinds of different responses in there. We're getting that they need to move on from Book because he was a 13th pick while DA is the number one pick. We're getting all kinds of random shit in the chat today. So, Well, it's Friday. That's what, it, that's what we're here for. Apparently, damn. Just random shenanigans on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jay said snake draft of the most stubborn people we know. Mm. Gosh, that would be mean, right? It's I feel like you'd hurt some feelings with that one, Jay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's all fun and games until someone from the PHNX Suns <laughs> draft. Guten goes number one yeah. overall and then feelings are hurt. Yeah. You can never recover from it. No, that's rough. That'd be funny, though. <laughs> it would actually be funny. <laughs> until I go number one and it's yep. my feelings yep. that are hurt. Yep. Which very likely could be an outcome for sure. Yep. You better put All right, your hat so on. You're going listen, on a safari to the number one pick. I know we're ending on a little bit of a down note. <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Gerald? I ignored you. Don't say worry it again. About it. No, I want to know because Emma's laughing. <laughs> I said you better put your hat on because you're going on a safari to the number one spot in the draft. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least I'm number one. Shit. That's what you got out of that. <laughs> God bless. Uh, all right. Thank you plan. guys for joining <laughs> us. We appreciate you. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, we will have a show for you on Monday at 3 p.m. and then the rest of the week as well. But enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Be excellent to one another. You can follow the show on Twitter at phnext underscore suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Gerald, you get to take us home today. I don't got nothing, but just have a great weekend. Be kind to each other, and we will see you back here next week. Ahoy, ahoy. Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like.